0: Anime Pulse Episode 660 I am your host, Joseph Martin, joined by my co-host, Andrew Chan. Aloha. And we have returned at the turn of the tide. Yes, it is getting hot outside, or it has been hot for quite some time, which means it's summer. And with summer comes new anime, new opportunities for... Memes, and celebrations, and depressing, horrible things happening to good people.
1: But that will come more later in
0: the season. Mm -hmm. For now, we will uh, instead get started with some IRL news, as we usually do.
1: So, how has the week been, Joseph? Joseph.
0: Honestly, I don't have much to say about my week this time. It's been a straight work week. Um, Weeks seem to go flying by right now, which is great. I honestly love it where I go into work, I look up, all of a sudden it's lunchtime, I look back down, I look up, all of a sudden it's time to leave. It's the best. I love it. Days like that make me happy. But then again, there is a a lot of stuff that happens at work that just makes me love the weekends even more <laughs> boy it is it is rough some days was but like drama? Uh, other than that uh not drama really it's more along the lines of i wish we were better where a lot of times where it's like oh we overloaded ourselves better call up the customers and tell them the truck broke down uh-huh you know i used to be what was known as the resident liar because I would be the one who had to call up the people and be like, "Sorry, uh, but our truck broke down. We're gonna have to reschedule your delivery to tomorrow." Have a nice day.
1: Oh. And I hated
0: day. doing that. And now it's yeah. it's this new guy, uh, Mark, who is his. He's in the same position I was, where he handles cabinets for the most part, and um, cabinets, windows, and doors. And he also gets to do all that kind of grunt work. Meanwhile. I'm dealing with people who are like, have you finished the doc search yet? Have you finished the doc search yet? Have you finished the doc search yet? Mm. No, we haven't. Yeah. Yeah. But no one wants to hear about that. Instead, let's talk about uh, the games I've been playing. Hmm. I played More Majesty 2. I'm almost done with that game, which, thank God I am. I'm running into some problems now because... um, the monster DLC, which is the s- the final DLC of the game, um, where you play as like the king, but you recruit monsters to help. That one has a lot of runtime errors that'll pop up, which I think is because there's a lot of shit happening on screen. They overload the game, and so it just crashes all the time. So there's no autosave feature. So you have to just be constantly manually saving like every five minutes. Or else you're going to lose some progress. And it sucks when it does.
1: Mm.
0: Absolutely hated it. No. Uh, but once I get through this last mission. I'm on a Borderlands 3's third DLC. Which. ah uh, Back to a, a game that. Uh, the DLC's are really good. And each DLC has gotten progressively better. So I'm hoping this DLC is even better than the last. But I don't know how this going to be. Because the last one basically had to do with like cthulhu so it's gonna be kind of hard to overthrow cthulhu dlc Mm. lovecraftian-esque kind of stuff which is totally up my alley um playing more fake grand order uh just cleaning up some missions and whatnot really not doing it the new lost belt yet i haven't touched it the new campaign that came out um Mm -hmm. Been working up trying to save up a lot of stuff. Ah.
1: Uh, did you see the um the new summer banner for Fire Emblem Heroes? There's some uh, beach characters.
0: I did not. Oh. Although I wouldn't get too excited because I imagine they probably don't have another. No wait. If you're mentioning it to me, do they have Tharja back again? No, it's free houses characters. Oh, thing. sorry. No, ah. no Tharja. You had me excited for a second. I was like, wait. New Tharja? That, uh,
1: you know, that you mentioned, yeah. that is kind of weird that they haven't made a beach Tharja just yet. That is somewhat strange.
0: Maybe they're saving it because they're like, we blew our Tharja load way too fast. We need it to is. slow down because she is basically top tier character. And we just were like banging her out left and right every single season. We got to put out a new one. Mhm, mhm. It's funny. We've got a Christmas I get, version.
1: Uh, oh yeah, sorry.
0: Oh no no yeah we got a uh, Christmas version and we got a Valentine's uh, day regular version.
1: That's version. No, sorry, no it's more a wedding version uh, a bride version. But yep, weird wedding enough, version. there's no Halloween which you think would match her the most, given that she's a you know a voodoo a witch ex witch person. But
0: okay, yeah, that's true. Although I guess you, if you want to say like a summer version for her, her daughter technically has one. with her busty coconuts. (laughs) But her
1: her daughter's really different from her, you know? Doesn't have at all the same sort of uh, personality or charisma. She's, like, the uncomfortable Yeah, it's
0: like the two personalities of Tharja were split into two different sides, So now she's got, like, that bipolar thing where it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. she's soft-sweet and soft-spoken. Or, like, she's like, I'm gonna rip your head off and shove it down your asshole.
1: Right, yeah, I think... I I don't know my memory's not entirely clear, but I think part of it's because I think in some routes you could take an awakening. Sarge is a really bad mom in some of them.
0: And is the reason the daughter's so traumatized. But, yeah, it's because yeah. she, like, practiced a bunch of her shit on her daughter. Right, yeah.
1: I I think that's I was remembering
0: correctly, yeah. It's a shame. Uh, was- let's see, what else? Oh, the only other thing is I got a couple anime mouse pads. Um... You can't see this one because it's gigantic. It's a giant one for my gaming side of things. Um, it's basically just, I got Gorgon mouse pads because Gorgon's my favorite fake Grand Order character. You can see this one, though, so I'll pick this one up for you. This is a smaller one that I keep under my mouse. So, that's her.
1: Let's see right here. Right
0: there. That's
1: Gorgon. Hmm. That's Gorgon. Maybe I'm remembering things incorrectly. I thought it was Abigail first for some reason.
0: Had, had... Abigail is probably one of the most useful um ca- or servants as of as of uh, late just because she's a foreigner character and foreigner characters are uh she is uh she is um good against berserkers so foreigners take less damage from berserkers which normally damage everything uh for to two time, or 1.5 damage um and she also has like a lot of things where it's like oh she can stun everyone on the other side of the uh, other side of the party she can uh increase everyone's noble phantasm uh by a little bit every single turn And she's also uh, just generally a fun character to use. Mm. Um, Because she's, again, she's got a Cthulhu theme to her, so. But Gorgon is my favorite character. She is the mother of all beasts. Mm -hmm. Um, She's got uh, huge... Tracks of land? Tracks of land. And, uh, yeah, she, her, I love her, like her uh, bonding with the master where like she basically goes from like, ugh, I hate you. And then like, it goes up a little bit more and like, fine, you can, or it's almost like you can play with the hair for a little bit. And then after that, she's like, you know, it's, it's not going to change or anything. Like I'm not going to fall for you. And then like her last one's basically just something along the lines of like, ah, well, your fate's not going to change, but I'll kill you softly. And it's like,
1: yes, I did it. When they say this is a this is probably a noob question, because you know obviously I'm not informed of fate. When they say Gorgon, are they are they referencing one specific one of the sisters or is this Medusa specifically? This is look, Medusa. Uh, Medusa. Basically this right.
0: is Medusa after she ate and killed her sisters. Alright. I'm not that aware I this on
1: Greek mythology.
0: Yeah, and that so. this is one like outcome of what happened. So like she turns into a monster, she eats her sisters, and she becomes a gorgon uh the mother of all beasts oh yeah so i see it's uh it's a fun fun time i like her a lot just also because like she's a gigantic servant where uh-huh. like all the other servants like when she comes out in the battlefield she's towering over them compared to everyone else which is pretty funny there's mm-hmm. another servant like that who's going to be coming out soon uh soon-ish. Um, and I'm definitely gonna get her, or I'm gonna at least gonna try to go for her. My luck has me almost always get the character I want if I try for them, but you know, who knows if they'll last. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it holds out. You, you tend to have uh, pretty good pulls in these games, so how do I do? Fingers crossed. But enough about me, Andrew. How about? You, how have things been going with yourself? Anything interesting to bring up?
1: Uh, I'll keep it fairly brief. It's been, you know, in terms of just IRL stuff, it's been fairly average sort of week. You know, just work's been going okay at a decent pace. Just still enjoying life here in, you know, in Scotland. Though the weather's the only thing I didn't miss particularly, but get yeah, occasional rains. Uh, but I've been able to play golf, which is more than worth it as a trade. Uh, in terms of games, though, I, I did reach a milestone on one of the games I'm playing. We mentioned it before the show, actually. But I reached a milestone that's considered decently quite large, I guess. I've paid off my final loan in Animal Crossing. So I'm completely debt-free. Hey. I'm Yep, my last mortgage. I've already paid it all off. Um, Got my all the rooms, uh, got the basement all paid off. And... The reward for it is pretty decent, you know? I'm able to do all these renovations and such, um, so that's all paid off, and I'm completely debt-free, which is something you can't typically say IRL in my IRL news segment. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so unrealistic game... Unrealistic games um, encapsulated in that one moment when I paid it off, and, you know, so... That's good. Got that. Still want to make more money. My next goal is to be able to... I still haven't upgraded the star rating in my town, to 3 stars, which is what you need to get K.K. Slider to join your town and play performances on Saturdays. He's like the dog with the guitar, and you essentially need him to perform to move your town up, and if you do, you're able to do things like terraform your town and, you know, add cliffs and, you know, structure rivers and stuff and everything. Um Oh, dump a bunch of fences down is apparently a way to do it. Okay, cool. I just got a tip there from the chat from Kaz. She's our resident game expert, so there you go. I've got a few fences, I just barely have used them because I thought, oh, what I'll do is I'll terraform first and then I'll do it. But yes, the other thing I need to do is I need to get more villagers. But the thing is, is every time I get a new villager to come stay in my town, another one wants to move out. And sometimes it's like an animal, like I'm like, yeah, you can go. I don't really care that much about you. You you can leave. And so, you know, I'm not I've, I've definitely not got enough people in my town. You can only have 10 total, that's right, Kaz, um, but I've only got, I think, 6 altogether. I think they want more if I want to move the star rating of my town up. Um, Yeah, you've got to let more land out. Apparently somebody moved in today. I haven't actually checked who it is yet, so I, I should go check. I should have a look. But once I do that, I can properly do terraforming and like all sorts of more fun projects with the whole town, because that's the real selling point with this game is that... um. Essentially, instead of just decorating your home, your entire town is more customizable than ever, so that's great. I just need to play the, the turnip stock market game again this week, and that's that's pretty much that. Um, In terms of somewhat anime-esque related stuff, it, is, it goes into our next subsection that we've been doing for the last few weeks, which is I've watched I think it's episode 4, maybe 5, of I- Isekai Sek- Sekishi Monogatari, so this is uh, nice. one of Joseph's favorite anime, I've uh, been, uh, been... My favorite anime. Favorite anime. I've been watching it um, week after week and then reporting back here and reminiscing, I suppose, for you about what, what was in the episode. This wasn't the Mecha Battle episode, I was promised. So I guess it was a different oh. episode.
0: No, it wasn't. It's been a while since I've seen it.
1: Um, This is the episode where uh, Kenshi... Is loaned out at the very start of the episode to work for the student council
0: oh, uh, right,
1: yes, so like he goes to the glasses girl and it turns out that he needs to he's been rented out, and his goal his his purpose is to be chased by the other girls of the school. The reasoning is very otherworldly basically these all these girls are like important prep school girls that are like monarchy and they're like high level politician types and they're they're gonna be at each other's throats and you know you know fighting each other normally. So having a guy to chase after distracts them from actually hurt hurting each other. And that's 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 Kenshi's job is he gets chased by girls. I and they all have it. like nets. So good. <laughs> they all have nets and everything and plans. But like and their goal isn't really anything like super nefarious. It's just like we want to talk to him. We're gonna chase him with nets. And I'm like If you just did the thing like some of the other main girls in the story have been doing, where they just go up to him and talk to him, they probably could do it, honestly. But it's a game that happens every year, and it's like, oh man, it's happening longer than usual. So one guy apparently gets the duty of being chased by these girls at the school, and that's that's a big thing. Um, During this, the other girl with the brown hair, I think she's a princess or something, She's um trying to steal Kenshi from the blonde haired one. And so mm-hmm. she she creates a situation where um her attendant who also has a big crush on Kenshi, like they make it look like they had a, a, a little little sexual complication, basically. And so like they're like, Oh well look at that. She now has to get he now has to get married to my attendant. Well, you know, look at that and then like that's not fair. Why don't we do a cooking competition? And it was like, okay. So then they go and and they go and try and do a cooking contest. With Kenshi as somewhat the judge, but also the participant paying for his own freedom. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, obviously because Kenshi's the best at everything, he wins the cooking contest. It's really funny because they just kind of eat his thing and just like, Whoa, there's something there. And it turns out it's bugs because uh, he uses natural yeah. remedies
0: and stuff. bugs and lizards and whatnot. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, he he uh, he wins his own freedom. Oh, I forgot there was another thing. I can't remember why, but there was also a a swimming pool scene. I can't really remember what happened, and in- I think the whole point of it was to show that the guys and the girls are all separated for the swimming and i was like that kind of makes sense i suppose but the guys at the school barely do anything they all just kind of lays around except for Kenshi, of course but all the other guys just kind yeah, of that... around doing nothing
0: which, which is... they i think they explained early on was basically just like the guys are meat for the girls to have that and right. of course all the girls now are like wait why would we want that like you know that like day old meat over there. When well, we got prime rib, Kenshi over here, man, this is this is triple A with the the marbling through it and stuff. Oh, it makes my mouth water just thinking about it.
1: Mm-hmm. So K- Kenshi's now the newest hottest thing. You know, they they uh, they want a they want a piece of well, I guess a, a piece of man meat that's a bit more um active, a bit more lean, shall we say? And he can do everything. So there's that uh so yeah i yeah. think that was most of the episode i can't even really remember if there was anything like like they're not really foreshadowing plot plot stuff yet i think i got a glimpse of your queen character though cause i think is she is it the mom of the brown haired girl
0: yes it is
1: all right okay because she was on like a hologram phone and i was like oh i think i get it because she's like i can tell you're up to something and such and she was on the call very briefly yeah so I'm going to guess we're going to be meeting her. like She's going to be meeting Kenshi, I mean, personally very soon. So there's that.
0: Yeah, they go on a what I guess you could call summer vacation. And that's when you meet the queen. Oh. Boy, do you meet the queen.
1: Because I thought, oh, is the next episode going to be the mecha episode? But in the preview, it looks like it's another hot spring vacation episode. So I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> I guess we're doing the, the... Oh, that might
0: be, I think. No, I don't know if that's the one where you meet the queen or if that's the one where... I know it's coming up soon because they reuse Kenshi's massage hypnosis thing and the queen gets it. <laughs> she gets ah, it good. Ah, ah every, everybody's got to take
1: a bite of that, I suppose. Um, yeah, they, 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 they reminisce a little bit about Kenshi's interesting massage technique during that episode. I think glasses girl in particular she's 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 per- yeah. particularly
0: offended by the situation, so yeah, yeah, of course she is. she's like, I have to be like uh, uptight and prestigious and whatnot, and you basically made me orgasm without even touching me. you pervert
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's like it's not my fault the mad scientist lady made me subjective to hypnosis, damn it, people <laughs> are using me for things I don't want to do there you go
1: Wash's teachings really uh really paying off there aren't they? <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: they oh, are. But yeah, that was that episode. Um, and then we'll get into, I suppose, preview, preview stuff later because obviously we watch stuff for the preview, anime wise. Mm-hmm. So we can move on to community stuff. Uh, but before I go into like the comment comment section, like I normally do, I wanted to do a little a little plug here. Um, basically, um, one of our consistent listeners on the show, Queen Noe, and she's quite an active member in our community is currently going through a a rough time at the moment apparently it's to do with finances and such and i just wanted to kind of give a little shout out to like um uh, her GoFundMe she has set up you can get full details of it um joseph has graciously um, agreed to have it in the description so you can follow it if you'd like obviously give within your means but you know if you have a look that's you know that would be appreciated i don't obviously you know well, I mean, no personally, I can vouch that it would probably be towards a, you know, it's towards a good cause and such. We all know what it's like when you hit upon rough times, so you know, mm-hmm. like it says in there, every dollar is appreciated, every every little helps. So, uh, have a look there if if you, you know if you have the if you have the means, please do so. Anyways, um uh, moving on from that, we'll be going on to the uh community community stuff, which we have a few comments. Usually they're from Black uh not Black Magic sorry. He had the most recent comment there in the chat, so I Ah. read that first. My eyes. Um, Yotaro Vegeta. uh, One of them was about... uh, Okay, actually, I'll go into it. Um, Okay, first off, a Britism update. And I'm going to have to be terribly British and correct you. It's not a Britism. It's usually referred to as Britishism. But, okay. Uh, I was just watching outside Xbox, if you know that YouTube channel is. I don't. Do you, Joseph not a clue not a clue okay cool moving on and i learned the british equivalent of ball busting this was so obvious that i'm kicking myself and andy you should too the british term for ball busting is bollocking of course it is okay uh so i guess in some ways there's like a similarity in terms of usage for those two phrases although i would argue that like the links and other versions of that word that's related to like the verb and adjective version very slightly because like for instance it, you probably know that but like if like an old-fashioned way of like almost like cussing like 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 shouting the f word would be like oh bollocks sort of thing but you yeah. don't. but you don't uh-huh. shout ball busting the usage is not the yeah. same at all you know uh, ball, ball
0: busting ah, Damn it.
1: Ball bust it. you know you don't shout that so it's it's a bit different from that. You can describe somebody as a ball buster, for instance. And apparently, when I, when I looked at the Merriam-Webster dictionary or something, I was like, somebody who's very aggressive, and such, right? But you don't call you can call someone a ball buster. You can't really call someone a ballaker, you know. <laughs> so it d- doesn't really doesn't really line up the same way. Also, at least I you know maybe the definition is more accurate to being similar to ball busting from my colloquial conversational sense of how, where I've heard people saying giving somebody a bollocking, it usually means giving somebody like a telling off like aggressively, like a row, like I'm gonna give that person a right bollocking, you know? It's not necessarily ball-busting, maybe it's similar, we could agree with that, so... Uh... yeah, anyways, that was our, our little Britishism lesson of the day, I suppose, from the comment. Thanks anyways, Yotaru. And the next comment is also from Yotaru. Um, he says... <laughs> this is from your episode uh, 658 uh, Uchu Patrol mm-hmm. Burst image that you put up. He says, based on the image chosen for uh, this episode post, me thinks Joey is satisfied with the lack of censorship this season. Uh, thankfully, I was not at work when I came to this site. So, um... <laughs> you know the Yeah, the So,
0: a <laughs> little, little bit of a risque picture for uh, last mm-hmm. week's episode. Uh, just a tiny bit, a little itsy bitsy bit to it, but um, uh, not from this season. That is an old anime from a long time ago. Mm. uh, Years ago. now. And so I don't know about the censorship this season. Not yet, because I haven't started on the two big anime that will probably be censored, which are um, the Eros anime, which basically has hentai in the title and peter grill where he basically fucks a bunch of monster girls behind the wife his wife's back Mm -hmm. uh and um, of course maybe also monster musume doctor which you know it's probably gonna have some like like oh he's feeling up the breasts for lumps gotta check for the breast cancer or you know it's like i'm getting wrapped up by my lami assistant's tail i'll suck off on the end of it to get her to let go if they put censorship in that shit, I will absolutely drop it. It's a big no no for me. I can't stand censorship anymore. And you just wait for the Blu-ray release and such. Yeah, just wait for the Blu-ray to release. Yeah,
1: I was uh, kind of conversing with um, Inocuous Blonde from After Dark, and I was like mentioning how when I first went to the website after you posted this, I thought, oh wow, another After Dark episode. Like, oh, that's one of ours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> that's not um. Yeah, that's yeah, I was interested because I was like, wait a second. I warned you. There's something different about this than normal because usually, actually, surprisingly, uh, the show that we have on the site that covers hentai content, they don't usually post images that show the uh, the uncensored, um, you know, the, the nipple parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, wait a second, this is a bit more... This is a bit more risque for real. Oh, oh, it wasn't her. <laughs> so there you go. Like, Anime Pulse, like, we we, we um, adopt a little bit of VGP, and we've adopted a bit of the After Dark. They, we've adopted it. But no, no, no. They adopted it. We were born in the whatever.
0: <laughs> we were born by it. Molded by it. Molded by it.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Oh, also, slight update. Um... Uh, answering just the chat Black Magic says like, wouldn't you call it bootlicker instead not exactly because I believe like a like someone who's a ball buster someone who's aggressive to someone else so like a drill sergeant being like really like in your face he's breaking your balls essentially but bootlicker is somebody who's like a suck up from what I remember like someone who's sucking up to someone else like you know if you're mm-hmm. licking someone's boots it doesn't sound like you're aggressive it sounds like you're subservient so probably wouldn't be the equivalent just, just answering that um, yeah but yeah um, Yeah, that's the comments for for, for, last, uh, for last few weeks' podcast episodes. So we can move on to the community section in terms of forum topics. We have one update. No, we have got a few updates, actually, uh, to the last topic, which was your favorite glasses characters in anime. First up, there's Rampant AI coming in um, on the forum forums with, I'm a huge Megan Echo fan. I don't know why, but I often find them to be the most, the more interesting of anime trope characters, especially when they know how to work them glasses. I also have too many favourites to list, but I will keep it to my current top three. Hmm. Some have already been mentioned, but here goes. This one is a bit different for me. Mari Illust- Illustrious Ma- Makinami from Evangelion Reboots uh, movies. As insanely bloodthirsty as this girl can be when piloting an Eva, with her we uh, wearing those eye glasses while doing uh so just invents her inverts her cocky vicious attitude which to me is usually off-putting and makes her seem yeah sexy it's just glasses mind you but hey it works cannot uh cannot for the life of me explain yeah many things in life that you do enjoy you you know really can't put into words that's, that's, that's very true uh he says i don't know anyone has yet mentioned mirai kuriyama from Kyokai no Kanata, or Beyond the Boundary. I think someone had, actually. Uh, she's easily one of the top ten, and she's so incredibly adorable. She fits the trope to a T, uh, as only KyoAni can. Yep. They, they've they've basically got, like, a patent on the whole Moe cute thing by this point. And then number one for him, I wonder if this is in a particular order, is my top pick- oh, there you go. For all-time best Mega Neko is, of course, the poster child for this forum question, Tsubasa Hanakawa from the Monogatari series. I don't know everything, Araragi. I only know I only know what I know. That's a quote. Uh, long hair, braids, or short hair. She's adorably, adorably hot and witty and cute. I did feel a bit betrayed when, in the later seasons, she started wearing contacts, but I was already smitten, so I can overlook that. Also, in her favor is that her aboriginal form is of a ferocious cat girl, a mega neko or big cat, if you get the pun. I do. You did yeah. uh, mention that. It's not lost on us, I'm sure. So that does it for the forum forums for that topic in particular. Moving on to the Discord chat itself. There's updates to it from Yotaru who says, The entire cast of Meganibu. Kidding. I'm glad you're kidding. I tried Meganibu. It was shit. (laughs) I gotta go with humanity's best pal Alucard. He wears his glasses at night so he can, so he can. That's a quote from a song. Uh, Honorable mention to Vash the Stampede. Who, let's face it, looks like an Alucard cosplayer who dropped his wig. Well, technically, I think. <laughs> I think Trigon, uh, Trigon came first, so technically Alucard's dress is Vast Stampede, I think. Depends when the manga started for Helsing. Uh, maybe maybe you're right. Um, but yeah, very cool. Uh, I did mention the Helsing characters, there were too many to choose. Then we have Midnight Crew who says Mine would probably be Shizuo from Dura badass hero and wearer of slick pair of shades. Right, he's the guy who throws the vending machines. And then Taiwo20 yeah. says... Yeah. <laughs> yes. He actually have, you can actually play as him in uh, one of the fighting games. It was Dengeki Bunko. He's, he's actually quite fun to play mm-hmm. too. Just has a big signpost that he can swing at you and everything. It's great. Um, then Taiwo20 posts a bunch of images from that girl from that anime you watch. You know, with the Darth Vader bench. It says, all from the same show, Oresuki. You know, the, yeah, the girl with the glasses that stalks the guy. So I guess that's one of his favorite, or if his maybe his number one favorite,
0: glasses girl. Um, it is uh, Shuckooine, or Shuckooine. Pansy. Just call her Pansy. She's
1: called Pansy. Uh, yeah, well that was a thing. That anime, all the girls were named after um flowers, right? That flowers. Was, that was the gimmick. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And that does it for that last week's topic updates. So now moving on to this week's one, submitted by Shield Bro, Is there any is there an anime that you bought or considered buying the entire soundtrack of? And let me just refresh the forum. I've got two posts here. First one's from Black Magic, who says, To avoid the obvious ones that most would go for, I've been liking BNA soundtrack a lot. For those who don't know, that's a brand new animal. It's one of Trigger's most recent shows. Um, I haven't heard all of it yet because I haven't watched all the episodes, but really enjoying it so far. Oh, there you go. And then Rampant AI says, Several. I have bought soundtracks for several anime that I love. Too many to list. I also have certain artists that I gravitate towards so much that if they happen to write the score for an anime I have not seen, I am more inclined to try uh, that series m- slash movie. Yoko Kano comes first to mind, the composer of Cowboy Bebop and Ghost in the Shell standalone complex series, plus many more. I don't think I have, an elaborate, I have to elaborate on how awesome her work is. She's a genius. Then there's Kajiura, Kajiura Yuki, who is also another longtime veteran artist and prolific composer, ranging from the original Dot Hack series, Fate Zero, The Fate Stay Movies, Princess Principle, SEO Ordinal Scale, etc. She's also the artist who brought together the notable vocal groups of Califina and Fiction Junction for which she composed and directed groups who did work for many other notable and loved anime series and movies. And then there was Saw- Sawano Hiroyuki, who also uh, who composed and directed the music for many varied anime series from Attack on Good Taste, I haven't, I haven't seen that filter in a while, uh, Kill the Kill, Noah Zero, Recreators, Blue Exorcist, and Seraph of the End, etc. All are highly recommended. I think I've heard of them all to an extent. I've definitely heard some of their work, so... Cool. That's a very uh, lo- nicely long and detailed um, entry, so thanks for that rampant. Alright, now we're we're almost there. <laughs> we're at the uh, Discord section of this. Marina Bert simply says, Cowboy Bebop. That was probably a predicted one. Uh, Pumeria says, well as most anime soundtracks have been that I've seen, very overpriced. I've only bought a few, Wolfrain among them. I have others, Cowboy Bebop included, but again, the number of OSTs I own is few. Yui says, I bought the soundtracks to Evangelion, Ghost in the Shell, SAC, uh, Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, as well as uh, steaming countless soundtracks from uh, streaming, I think he probably meant, from Code Geass, K-On, Idol Master, Love Life, anything Hiroyuki, Sawano, and Yoko Kano, and any more that I wish I could own physical copies of. There you go. It's repeated artists. Next up, we have <laughs> Kaz, a resident v- video game expert from VGP, coming in with, I'm assuming... This one counts. Had to take the sleeve out of the case. Also on Crystal, Season 1 soundtrack digitally, and some Digimon CD. So that's an image for, I believe, Sailor Moon Crystal. So, there you go. Just got the Sailor Moon Crystal original soundtrack. Um, I have never really checked out Crystal. I've only really watched some of the original series, but... I'm assuming... The music in Sailor Moon used to be pretty good. I really like the original opening, so... There we go. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how it goes. Um... Mm-hmm. Uh, Sigwin, so many options to choose from. I have purchased some of the soundtracks for the remake of Evangelion movies, but also heavily considered the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack. Tywell says, ri- uh, Tywell 20 says, Rising of the Shield, bro. Uh, I-, I do remember the first opening. I don't remember much of the other ones, but there we go. Cool. Shield bro says, as soon as, as I found out that Eurocamp was one of the rare animes that had the original soundtrack, So on google play i immediately bought it and favorites uh all the songs on spotify that's a good you have a good choice good choice mate uh so yeah there you go that's um all of the entries for uh this week's forum topic so now we can finally open up to the uh hosts themselves joseph all
0: right I'll just blast through my few ones here quick. Yep. Uh most recently I purchased Fate Grand Order Babylonian soundtrack. Um just the the OP and the ED to that are pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh I really I think I'm a big fan of uh of uh Prover, which was one of the the songs on that track. And around the same time I also bought Isho, Isho Zuku, Ishu or Ishu Zoku Reviewers, their soundtrack, just the I think it's the ED to that one where uh they have like the dance <laughs> through it at the end of it every single one. Ah. Mm-hmm. And then also Overlord soundtrack. Uh Verocity. Oh, so good. Just like it's very rare for me to find a girl band that I like, and especially a metal girl band. And that was just good. Verocity was something that was like just like mmm, yes. She wants to take a bite out of you. Yep. No. Mm. So, very uh very good. That's it. That's all that's all I got. I mean, I do have other tracks. Obviously, Cowboy Bebop I've purchased as well. Um I think I have a few other ones over there in my pile of CDs, but uh yeah, Mytha or Mithroid uh Rampant. Yep, rampant pointed out. Those are that's the artists, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, for the most part, a lot of my soundtracks end up coming from video games, which it's probably because I'm not huge on anime music. I mean, Ichigo was the bigger guy who was into, like, anime music. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of his favorite animes had to do with anime that was about music involved in it, but, um, like, Razaphon, but for myself, I'm not as big, so... Mm-hmm. but how about yourself you you got some selections for us some tunes to kick back to so uh
1: technically going off the you know the spirit of the question i technically haven't i don't think i've ever bought any uh anime soundtracks Not that i don't listen to any i just i do just do the streaming thing i just checked for Hmm. this is bad i just check if they're on youtube and i typically just have a playlist um of them up i'll try to discount um ops and EDs completely uh For the most part, because you know, I usually like if if an anime comes out like the OP or ED for, I just add it to this long playlist of just OPs and EDs. But for soundtracks, I'm trying to include, um, I suppose like the backing tracks. Um, it's pretty much the same as when I last we last covered like favorite anime soundtracks. Um, I would add Samurai Shampoo, but someone already mentioned that, so I'll try and go for ones that haven't weren't mentioned. I still like mm-hmm. I still really like the Death Note soundtrack. I do put that on an occasion. It's full of like a mix of lots of very, like epic choir themes in it, as well as like some just like simple guitar guitar pieces that are just like really good thinking music, really good music to have in the background while you um you know you're coding away or working for a day's work. And I think that's kind of the point, I suppose, because there are a lot of scenes where characters are just sitting there thinking, just like repeated, very repeated um piano. Um, you know, segments that are just kind of very catchy and just good to have in the background. Um this I mentioned this one last time, kinda of cheap to mention because it's just one band, but you know. Uh Philly Coolie, you know. I, I also continue to listen to stuff by the pillows that wasn't in Philly Cooley. Nice. But, you know, I like them still well enough. Um listen to them uh pretty frequently in a playlist. And I suppose one that kind of canted, um, was less the background song, so I'll go for something a bit different, is like, I kinda liked how a bunch of KyoAne stuff, like, um, Haruhi and, um, even, like, Lucky Star had these separate CDs that had character songs, so, like, you know, they had songs that were specifically signed by that one character, um, from it, mm-hmm. so they were, like, extra additional character piece ones. So, ones from Melancholy Haruhi Suzumiya come to mind, if I'm gonna be a little bit different, my entries here, um, and yeah, that's that. I guess that's pretty much it. Um, i yeah, I mostly just kind of listen to OPs and D- EDs though, to be honest. So, yeah, boring answer yeah. for me. But you know, um, everyone mentioned the really really interesting stuff. Oh, Bakuno's pretty cool too. You you agree with me there? Bakuno's got a good soundtrack. Just something really jazzy, right? Yeah.
0: So. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Same tier as uh, it's right up there with Cowboy Bebop. Just that jazzy music you don't typically hear a lot in anime. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And I still gotta tip my hat again, because I I just wanna, like, thumbs up. I also agree with Shield Bro there. I also really like the EuroCamp soundtrack. Really good to have in the background. So, so homely, you know, so relaxing. Thank you for that. Anyways, uh, that that does it for me, though. So, uh, we we can move on, I suppose, from the community stuff, if you're, we're all good to go.
0: Alright, on to the industry news. Uh, let me just uh, get out my uh, industry news here. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, oh, I have none. Uh, off to you, Andrew. Oh, uh,
1: thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Cheers.
0: We're a professional uh, or professional podcast here, uh, where we get food delivered to our desks uh, by mysterious strangers. So yes. you know that Please. happens.
1: Pay, pay no attention to that if it ended up in the recording. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> soup delivered. Um, okay, so first one I got um, on the docket here is, uh, this one was submitted to me by listener Primeria. Um, so Eternity Shinya no Noruneku Channel, and it's like a weird equals sign. It's like three lines above each other. So it's like equals of an extra line. Uh, Anthology anime has been announced for fall 2020. I don't know if this means anything to anybody listening to this live or... Like, Pulse, because I've never heard of this. But, um, a publishing company called Alpha Polis, uh have opened a website uh, last Tuesday for television anime that will adapt 12 different romantic works from their Eternity books. The anthology will be titled Eternity, Shinya no Nor- Norikoi Channel, Love Heart, Eternity Late... Wait, is that Eternity Twice? Yeah, it is. Eternity Late Night Wet Love Channel. Wet Love Channel, Jesus. That sounds... Wet
0: love channel. This sounds like smut to me, That's... bro.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't read get to that part when I first skimmed this. In fact, the images somewhat look like <laughs> that too, in a way. You got these really like, uh, uh, what do you call them? Bishonen guys. These really hot guys um, of different types. They've got the glasses one, the the more rebellious looking one. I'm starting to think this might be aimed more towards the uh, a certain group that begins with F, um, crowd of anime fans. And is scheduled to premiere. I don't know.
0: Aren't aren't those crowds typically all about the uh, pitcher and receiver? If you catch my drift, this looks more like girl oh, on guy. Yeah. They're all girls. That's a good point. That's a good
1: point. But I feel like if it's if they're released close enough together as an anthology, you know, you don't need much to let their imagination run wild if it's in the same series that has multiple different hot guys in it. You know, maybe I don't know. They're they're varied enough. That they could to be like oh man and they're all in business suits too, so you can they can easily fanfic up a scenario where they all meet each other or some shit for like a oh boy a, yeah you know what I mean um so I don't know, but you're right you're right usually it's something a little bit more overt but yeah, uh it's gonna premiere on fall twenty twenty and as long as it doesn't have like a full on like I suppose smut tag, I can maybe preview them I try to avoid ones that are super explicit. I'll leave that for the after dark crowd Well
0: if you want the uh, If you want the good version You're going to have to go to the official website For Eternity Books Uh Which will be broadcasting an uncensored Deluxe version Oh,
1: Wink Oh no oh shit this is that kind of thing I've been (laughs) strict I didn't realize Oh okay maybe I won't be previewing this show uh, then maybe we I'll it. have to preview the show. Are you got gonna preview the show? you got to do? It? Maybe you can if you want. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll see it. We'll if it
0: uh, if it comes out and it's something that's easy for me to get a hold of. Maybe I'll uh, I'll take I'll sacrifice myself for you, Andrew. Don't worry, I'll take the bullet. This is why you're this is why
1: you're the this is why you're the professional. This is why you're the main host. send like senpai <laughs> sticks his head in, takes his head out for me in these situations. You pulled through, and you will watch this. Uh, uh, get new down, Mister President. Wet Love Channel. Alright, well, you can tell me how how, how wet the love is once, once once it comes around, I suppose, then. Um, but yes, <laughs> there it goes, that's it. Uh, I don't think there's anything else in terms of description for these series. There's, you know, just mention about staff here. I suppose go to the site if you're really interested and have a look at the, the news article if you want to know the staff. Um, I'm not very good when it comes to that, so... Um, there you go. That's the first news story. Um, look forward to it, maybe... And then this is usually where it would go over to your news story. But I think as you already alluded to... Um...
0: Yeah, I don't have any, unfortunately. Yeah. Or fortunately. might make the show a little bit quicker. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But you have I'm to just... take it, take the good with the bad. And the good yeah. is shorter
1: show. Yeah. Well, potentially. It depends. If you like a longer show, then you're also going to be shit out of luck. But, you know, I think we made it up. We had a very beefy IRL section because of the community stuff mainly. So, anyways... Uh, moving on to the second piece of um, news I got here. Amazon removes No Game, No Life, My Next Life as a Villainess Light Novels. So if you guys, well, probably familiar from the previous episodes, I recently reviewed My Life as a Villainess. It's a very recent 2020 anime. And you might want to get some more of it, and you, you know, to await your fix for the next uh, series coming out. Unfortunately, you will not be able to purchase said Light Novels from Amazon. So, yeah, there's been a situation where a bunch of Light Novel series that are just no longer available for purchase at Amazon for unknown reasons. Um, the publisher, I believe? Yes, publisher, whoever's delivering it through Amazon, J Novel Club, has a few statements they put on Twitter saying those, saying such stuff as, uh, for those of you who may have pre-ordered My Next Life as a Villainess volume 6 on Amazon, at Amazon KDP, about arbitrarily decided to block the book from publishing and cancelled almost 1,000 pre-orders today. We apologize for the inconvenience. We'll try to upload again on the sale date. Um, you may have noticed, but this has been going on for the past two months, starting with these are the other um, light novel series that have also been blocked. Um, How Not to Summon a Demon Lord, I think, I think it's How Not to Summon a Demon Lord, Volume 6 and 10. Arifureta, Volume 6. Sere Gonsu- Gonsuke? Gonsuke? Great Magi Master, Infinite Stratos and Lazy Dungeon Master are blocked. Amazon Content Review refuses to communicate any reason for these blocks and multiple sometimes daily contacts are producing little results. We will keep trying to find some way to get them to fix these issues and at least acknowledge them. Uh, considering the timing of these issues, I suspect it's due to an over-reliance on an automated content flagging systems and lack of competent human resources, but that is no excuse for refusing to fix errors when they happen. So yeah, it's it's uh this is partially secondhand information from a report on Sankaku Complex. Uh, some people believe that these light like, novels were moved for having adult content in them. Though, as me and Joseph kind of talked about before the show, it's kind of far fetched given that Amazon kind of ta- um typically stocks stuff that are a lot more uh raunchy. These some of the content here that's been blocked is like PG to MA fifteen rating. Mm-hmm. Like they're not that like villainess is not at all, like, risque. It's just really light rom-com stuff. Yeah, there's something else going on here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, not to mention, Amazon still carries, you know, all manner of, like, porn, sex toys, and adult-oriented materials and statues and such, so I don't think it's that either. Uh, nevertheless, Amazon hasn't provided a statement, so we, it's kind of left in the air as to what's really causing this. It might be the content flag system. I think it might just be... It might really just be a short-staffing thing, because the thing is, is... You know, we're slowly here in the UK at least, you know, moving off from lockdown, but people have been relying on Amazon more than retailers than ever to deliver them all sorts of goods and services, Um, you -hmm. know, it might be over overstocked and it's not as if they can have like an influx of workers more than usual either. So I think when they prioritize what gets stocked and what gets shipped, it might be like the more mainstream, the higher priced items. Probably get priority in terms of the logistics and what gets delivered and processed through their system, you know? So if I'm thinking about it in that sort of sense, I don't think it's necessarily anything like really nefarious. It might just be like, oh, we just can't handle this many orders and we're going to go for the high cost stuff to prioritize first. You know, people who really want the big expenses. Yeah, I do
0: think a lot of people forget that Amazon isn't just... As much as I like to hype up how their warehouses are all run by machines, there are people who run those machines. So, if those people don't go to the warehouses, then the machines don't move. It's not fully automated. It's mostly automated.
1: Yeah, there's still a lot of, you know, you still need a lot of human employees to move stuff, pack stuff, and, you know, organize the shipping. But, yeah, there's a lot of machine work, but there's still people. Yeah. So... That's probably it, you know, they're probably just, I think, just strapped in terms of, you know, meeting demand. So, I think sometimes mm-hmm. the simplest explanation is the is probably the most likely to be true, you know, in some situations. So, that kind of does it for that. Not much else to say, really, though. Because, um, we again, we don't have a statement from Amazon, so those are just speculation. But, yeah. And there we go. That's, a, that's the news segment, I guess, for today. Probably under 10 minutes, that one.
0: Yeah, in which case, we're right out of news and into previews of the summer 2020 season. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack.
1: What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie.
0: Feels, uh... Feels like it's taken forever to get here, and a lot of us are probably worried that COVID was gonna destroy our selection. But we still got, we still got some, you know, we still, we still got some, 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 some you know, some no name stuff out there that we can all enjoy, you know. Like, uh, I, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of this anime before, but mm-hmm. uh, this is this little ditty called ReZero Season Two. You, know, you ever hear of it,
1: Andrew? Oh yeah, yeah. I might have heard about it. It's the one about um, somebody maybe going to another world. No, it can't be that one. I think uh, his
0: name is Nissan. That uh, he gets teleported yeah, his name to that another for some car company, world? right? Nissan.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. Nissan Micra. Yeah, he goes to another world with his convenience.
0: Toyota daughter. or something. Yeah,
1: Toyota. Toyota. Sorry, got it wrong. Toyota. makes <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Goes to another world, and uh, yeah, I guess can go over the premise I suppose because this one doesn't bother explaining what the actual like premise is it just goes straight into it so uh
0: for those this of you this is definitely something for people who have seen the last season or the director's cut that just came out recently.
1: Yeah it's it's definitely it doesn't it does not bother like handholding you. There are a few flashbacks this is the most recent stuff that happened but they do not go over the main concept so you will wonder why in one scene the guy kills himself. So just just to briefly go over it. Uh, for those of you who might be confused main guy, Subaru, gets uh, transported to another world. Standard shit. But the gimmick in this one is essentially, like, whenever he dies, he gets brought back to a a save point. Like, a certain chunk of time. And every time he advances a little bit further in the story, that becomes the new save point. And so he's had to advance himself throughout um, the story and try to, you know, survive various sort of uh, situations where he goes for a lot of suffering. Because, as you can tell, the, the, the condition for restarting is to die. Um... And over yeah, not that, not all
0: deaths are painless. I'm sorry. Not all his deaths are painless. Some of them no. are very gruesome and horrible.
1: Oh yeah, they they uh, they they don't pull any punches in terms of the methods in which this guy can can die. This is not one of those entirely power like uh, power fantasy sort of isekais where the guy goes in and he immediately dominates everything. Quite the opposite. Subaru is quite lean, quite limber for like somebody who's like an otaku from our world. But he's, uh, he's not strong by the world he goes into standard at all. Like, we've got people who have, like, Dragon Ball Z levels of power <laughs> and, like, be able to jump ten oh, yeah. like, meters into the air and shit. So, yeah, he goes there. All you need to know from, this, uh, from the first season is that he's basically... he He's uh, befriended a, an elf girl called Emilia. I think she's a half-elf. And, you know, they're, they're, she's been accepted into their household as a servant with her two maids, a clown who owns the manor, and a lolly and such, you <laughs> know. <laughs> um, and he's just, he's now smitten him with... And a floating Amir. cat, don't... And, and a cat, yeah. Everyone's a got
0: a fur- yep. Puck, floating Puck cat.
1: Floating cat, yep. And, yes, since then, he's uh, managed to survive everything so far and kill one of the seven deadly sins Archbishop Evil Queen things, because there's a big boss, big evil bad guy is called the Jealous Queen... Uh, jealous Witch, sorry. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where we left off. He's killed one of the Deadly Sins...
0: And, you know, he killed Sloth, which uh, Sloth, that's name it. sounded a lot like Beetlejuice. It's yes. like Petelgeuse it or something like Betelge- that. Petelgeese, Betelge- Betelge- Petelgeese, which, Betelgeese, which yeah. the
1: subtitles I was reading for this episode changed it from B to P. So the subtitles I was reading this time said Petelgeese, which was really strange, but <laughs> I don't know what the subbers were thinking. They're changing it a lot. But yeah, so yeah, he's defeated one of them and they're kind of having their victory lap, you know, and uh, that mm-hmm. leads into the season. So, you know, he's in the carriage of Amelia after winning up that battle.
0: And everything seems right yeah, in the world. They just world. defeated, they defeated the White Whale, which, uh, that was an epic battle of epic proportions. He confessed to Amelia, and now he's, I think he was, like, telling Amelia, like, alright, so here's the deal. Rem kind of likes me, like, the way I like you. Yes. Threesome? And then, you know, she's like, who, Rem? What now? And then it's like, oh fuck, here we go again.
1: Which I was very surprised with, because I don't. You you've watched the first season. Anybody who has watched the first season are familiar that whenever something really weird happens with Subaru, they play this sound effect, which is like sounds like these girls whining, going like, "eh" sound.
0: I don't know. If you, eh. Yeah, they always yep. play the
1: sound. It didn't come <laughs> up in this episode. I was really Yeah, surprised. I
0: was a little surprised. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Wait, what? It didn't happen. So, yeah. did nothing bad happen? Or is she just making a joke? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nope, something bad happened. Nope, yep, of course. Because if you remember from the first season, this has happened to Rem before, where yes. people forgot about her. Right.
1: Because the gimmick with the white whale, which Joseph mentioned they killed, is that if you get lost in the fog that it shoots out of itself, you just kind of get wiped out from reality completely. And a similar thing has happened mm-hmm. to her. And but the only thing that makes this even more impactful now is because you know you thought that Subaru had won, and that he had like what many consider to be the best girl characters, and that's that's the that's what they have played to the show's this episode's strength already is like dangling the character that everybody kind of came to love from the first season. I mean, if you have if you don't know who Rem is, if you haven't watched the uh, the series, you've probably seen an image of her if you hang around in anime circles enough. Blue hair, fringe covering one eye, maid, yeah. It's it's kind of like what um, Marina Burt said. It's an anime about the best made, in a way, because uh, mm-hmm. after, after they have that scene where Subaru's tries to basically kind of start from zero. Again. Yeah, um, they go to Rem and she's with this green-haired girl, who's like uh, one of the candidates to become the next queen of the kingdom, and they get attacked by two more of the deadly sins at once.
0: So. Yeah, two more archbishops. Archbishops, yes. This one's of, of Greed and Gluttony. Yes. And Greed's kind of just blowing up caravans. Gluttony is eating people. Yeah. And then he tries to eat Rem, which he doesn't eat her per se, but he does eat her memories and her name, which isn't really described how he does that. But Puck basically gives us the rundown mm-hmm. that if this happens, people will forget about who they are and they'll kind of just become an empty shell.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a bit different depending because, like, he's done a little kind of a bit of a different technique on each person. Because, like, the green haired, like, uh, crush crush lady, um, he's eaten her memories completely, so she can't remember who she is. But with Rem, nobody can remember who who she is. is. She's actually unconscious for this entire episode, so we don't actually know if she's lost her memories completely. So it might be like one of them lost her memories, and then the other person, everybody else has forgotten her completely. But we don't no, really she's,
0: know. No, she's she's back.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: she's the she's the chick that invites Subaru down to have like the discussion. She's the green haired yeah chick that's sitting next to the cat boy.
1: That's right, cat boy. The the uh the one that popped most cat people's trap. Boy, bloody cherry. Yeah, trap boner. Yep. Boing. Boing. Yes, Fe- Felix. Felis? Felis? Felix. 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 I can't remember. Felix the Cat Chan. Um Yeah. So um yeah, those two get knocked out but they survive. There's this is when the episode begins to do the whole Subaru has to suffer thing. Cause like they really oh, yeah. they really dick about with them. Cause like, he's like, wait, what do you mean Rem doesn't exist? Where the fuck? So he goes for the camp of injured people and like It's funny because usually they have the scene where, like, you know, I'm looking for my son amongst this crowd and then I find somebody who looks similar and then they turn around and it's not really them. They're like, oh shit, he can't find him. So they give Subaru, like, a fake Rem. We're gonna call it Len because it's a guy with the same hairstyle as Rem. Um, He's like, oh, is that Rem? And it's not Rem, it's, it's Len. Um... And then he still finds Rem anyway. So it's really weird that the world yep. decided to dick about with him and give him a fake one. And then just give him the real one. So that's like another sign that the world hates Subaru. But, you know, he finds that she can't wake up again. So he considers killing himself. And this is where if you were coming into this fresh, you uh, would be very confused. You would to know what happened. Yeah, you'd be like, why is he committing suicide? But,
0: but he does. He, he does. puts a sword to his neck and he stabs himself through the neck and he wakes up thinking that he's going to be before the fight with the Archbishop of Sloth, but his save point updated, and it just so happened he is now at the point where people have already forgot about Rem. So, rip that idea. Unlucky. So, yeah, he can't undo
1: her erasure from uh, the world, unfortunately. So... Yes, and even worse so, uh, which takes up a good amount of the episode um, to an extent, is that the green-haired girl, crush has lost her memory, as, as previously mentioned, which was the person mm-hmm. that they were going to form an alliance with, so they have a meeting uh, in, in the conference room. Yeah.
0: Felix tries to get them to break off the alliance, basically like, listen, I don't want my, my mistress to get hurt again, like she did. I mean, she lost an arm, which is magically reattached again, but hey, that's magic, Um, so, but Krush at least seems to be like, no, 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 this doesn't sit right with me. And even Wilhelm or William is, Wilhelm? William? Is it Will I
1: think it's Wilhelm. I think it's Wilhelm.
0: Wilhelm? Yeah. Badass, uh, butler guy is basically like, no, we shouldn't break it off. That's not right. We should definitely get revenge against these people. And then even Krush is basically like,
1: Mm.
0: yeah, I'm not going to break it off just because I got hurt. Because that's that would definitely hurt these guys more than I've been hurt.
1: That's definitely in character for Wilhelm. Because if um, in season one he was his entire motive was to get vengeance on the White Whale because it killed his uh, was it wife mm-hmm. or fiance? I can't was, remember if they were actually already married. But it his, killed his lover, as far lover. as I know, his lover. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, he was like the strongest swordsman, and he became one of the strongest swordsmen to kill the White Whale. It was like a Moby Dick story. Um, so he's still got mm-hmm. he's still in character. Um, it's interesting because you know Crush has lost her memories, but she still has maintained like the personality of being honourable and you know like very just like proper and polite about it. Which always really makes me wonder when it comes to these amnesia situations of like you know how much of your memory do you have to lose before your personality itself kind of like would erode away? Because she apparently can't remember anything or like any of the people around her. So that's why she's kind of not got much confidence, but she's still honorable and very, like, still assertive. Yep. She knows Even she Felix
0: wants. makes a point of, like, I'm fe- I am feel like I'm seeing a new side of you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, She also tries to mouth off at Amelia, like, saying that this is kind of Amelia's fault, and then, like, Subaru kind of slaps her down. Yeah, Felix then...
0: tries to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then this, yeah, which is which, which, when he is forced to apologize, and, uh... There's a crying scene. She cries, which I think is kind of like she's mourning Crush's loss. I don't actually know why Felix slash Felix cries during this scene.
0: Um, I think it's because he sees some of what Crush, uh, the lost Crush, was, because where she's like, uh, she says the line where she's like, I wouldn't want something bad to happen to someone else just because something bad happened to me. Mm-hmm. And Felix is, you know, sees it in her eyes, like, the old you is still in there somewhere. Right, if, yeah. And, you know, starts crying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And it's a good point, because, like, you know, so. she, this is the literally, like, her only way really, of getting memory back, because they already talked about how, like, people at the capital have noticed incidents like this where people lose their memory, it's incurable via magic. We're in a world where they can repair your lost limbs with magic, and if they can't restore your memory you must mm-hmm. be fucked, you know? So, Yeah there's that uh so the alliance is still going and then super goes back to the room to kind of watch over rem again he has like two scenes like this where he's like you know i don't know what i can do i don't have the strength to go on there's a weird cut at the very start of the scene though where he looks at the knife and i'm wondering i think it's
0: because they think he was thinking of cutting peeling the apples because i think didn't rem peel apples for him when he was unconscious for a a bit part Last season? Maybe,
1: maybe. That makes more sense. I was wondering if he was thinking of killing himself again, and I was like, why would you do that? Because you know it doesn't work at this point. Right, peeling the apples, that makes sense. Oh, all oh, I must I must correct you. They're technically not called apples in this world, they're called appas. <laughs> they call them
0: appas. Ah right, appas, <laughs> thank you. Appas. I they're forgot about appas. that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which is they're essentially the exact same thing. They look the same and everything, but they're called appas here. We know this because at the very start, Subaru kept restoring his save point in front of um this Apple salesman. I kinda miss Apple salesman guy. He was cool. <laughs> Anyways. Um then Amelia comes in and has a big scene with him. Any 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 comment on that? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Basically just um just him being like, I'm gonna get revenge for you, Rim, and You know, Amelia being like, you know, she's important to you, so she'll be important to me. And I can see the resemblance between her and Ram, which who knows how that's going to go over. I imagine they're going to bring her body back to Rosewell's mansion. And Ram's going to be like, I don't know who this person is, but damn, she looked like me.
1: Yeah. Well, we know she's from like a, a demon, an Oni clan um Mm -hmm. so at the very least she'll be like ah she's from the same clan as me probably but i just don't recognize this person so yeah the resemblance is so uncanny that
0: that whole clan got wiped out by the witch cult oh except for them
1: oh right really i forgot about that that's right there was a burning that's that's where she lost her horn it's all coming back to me now Yeah, yeah 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 that's what happened um i think this was good character moment for subaru he ends up crying um I kind of liked the moments where Subaru shows these moments of weaknesses in front of uh, Emilia, just because um, in the first season he was always trying to put on this veneer of charisma and confidence all the time, especially when he was in front of Emilia. Um, But his main development in the first season was breaking him down slowly to admit that you know he does not, you know, like he like he can be kind of helpless and doesn't know what the fuck he's doing sometimes. So it was kind of a good moment, you know. Emilia has well sm- if we if we're doing this a meta sense if this was a kind of bridge series this would be like Emilia scheming like yes i got Rem out of the way now he's mine <laughs> kind of <laughs> moment cuz she gets to comfort him while he's crying you know this is the second time he gets to do this cuz i think the first time was when he was first giving up and she lets him like set, like lie on her lap in the first season as well when he's when he first breaks down and cries good scene um happens in this moment yeah I think
0: that's the part where he's like going back to the mansion where she had been killed all the time and he gets there early at one point and she's not dead yeah but like he's still he definitely breaks down and starts just crying (laughs) and then she comforts him which is nice
1: it's nice it's something like that it's it's moments that you kind of need because I've mentioned that a few times there's a lot of initially in season one there was a lot of dislike towards Amelia not because Amelia did anything wrong but just because people liked Rem so much, so they were like, "How could you? How could you choose Emilia over Rem? Because you know, Rem is so good and such." But so Emilia came across underdeveloped, so she needs moments like these where she can kind of endear herself to Subaru to kind of you know make it more legitimate. Also, they don't they don't really mind making Subaru's
0: face look really fucking ugly
1: when he cries and stuff, or when he oh, when he is crying he it gets... is
0: like he is showing you some oh. Like, horrible emotion
1: lots of like one piece level snot coming out of his nose and his mouth and everything and uh-huh. the shit i'm like oh man you you do not look good. she hugs him during this i'm like whoa you want to get that snot all over you right but yeah I <laughs> guess i mean she's a keeper i suppose there... bro, if she mind you when you look at that um
0: there yeah. you go there's just one thing that i noticed oh, so yeah? during the earlier scene when he's there with rem Um, when Puck shows up and Puck's like, yeah, I know, I got a magical attachment to this girl too. Puck says, like, all right, take care of Ilya for me, and then disappears. I'm wondering if Puck is maybe doing something else. You know, he's like, maybe somehow he had, like, a contract of, like, maybe something along the lines of, like, how Beatrice made with Subaru, where it's like, all right, I need to get some revenge for Rem. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be back in a bit.
1: Yeah, so he's like, you know, watch over her while I'm away. He does... He, we We already know from the first season that he's stupidly powerful um yeah he yeah. can
0: when he transforms into whatever that final mo that final phase is he can destroy the world giant dragon
1: which, ice fox thing that can freeze can freeze hell over yeah shit, i know he's
0: so. he's like where he's like the white whale, like he was comparable to that creature yeah yeah. Of, yeah destruction
1: which by the way they confirm in this episode the reason that greed and gluttony were even there is because they refer to the white whale as our pet so it would mean that um the whole reason like it, it had ravaged the world for 400 years it was actually either a pet of gluttony and greed or the entire witch's cult he says our pet so I'm not sure if he just means gluttony and greed or the entire I'm going to guess
0: cult. the whole witch's cult. The
1: whole, the whole witch cult, right, possibly. So there, there's that too. Um, which is interesting, because it means that if they knew that detail, they could easily get Wilhelm on board for sure, because the reason his wife is dead is the whale. If the witch's cult created the white whale, then he'd want vengeance on the entire witch's cult. So mm-hmm. I really don't want him to die, even though you know, he's an old man in this position and such, and I feel like his death would be meaningful if they do eventually kill him off, but I really don't want him to die because he's one of the more likable he,
0: he would definitely be like a noble sacrifice kind of character yeah. where like he's fighting like one of the, maybe even like he finds out like one of the the archbishops is basically, was the creator of the white whale, like let's say like Gluttony, since Gluttony's ability is very similar to what the white whale did. And so hand. how maybe it's yeah. like, yeah. You're responsible for the reason my... And then, like, maybe even Gluttony goes on to say, like, you know, I was in the mist or something. I ate hers her memories or something. And that's mm. why people don't remember her. Mm-mm-mm. It could go on to something like that.
1: That could be it. Yeah, that could be it. Uh, yeah. Oh, also, another. this is kind of separate. Another concern I kind of have for the season. This, this has really nothing to do with this first episode, because I thought, for the most part, we've kind of covered uh-huh. It's pretty good. Um... I was concerned about the thumbnail for this season. I don't know if you've seen it. It's the one with the white witch, the jealous witch in the middle. There's a bunch of girls uh-huh. to the left and a bunch of girls to the right. And I'm, I am just a little concerned going into this that they're going to do the SAO thing. Because there's a bunch of female characters we already have that need a bit more development. Like there's other girls that are wanting to be queen. There's a, a girl who cares about money. There's a... um. A, oh yeah, the merchant know, girl. Yeah, there's um, felt, which is the blonde-haired girl who starts off in the slums, but is actually a legitimate heir to yeah, the throne. Yeah, the too. thief. Um, and there's also like a girl who's like very upper, you know, very uptight, looks down on everybody, very Ojo Sama-ish, you know. There's a bunch of those characters that need development, but there's like six other female characters on this poster, and I'm wondering if we're gonna do the SEO treatment where we just add in just female character, female character. I hope it doesn't turn out. I hope they get. Are any of them? Of do
0: any of them look like the crazy stalker killer chick who like killed Subaru a bunch from the last season? Oh, you're talking she about lived. The, she got the, away. The, you're
1: talking about the bowel hunter. The bowel hunter doesn't seem to be in this. Uh... She doesn't seem to be ah, this close I, to her.
0: she was so good. If she could come back again and like, uh, if like somehow Subaru was able to be like, all right, listen, I know you want to cut me open, yeah how about you help us out for a little bit first and Jeez. like he is like some like he can do that he's able to get people to do that
1: yeah it is possible and it is a kind of trope in these kinds of anime where an enemy you get early on in the series can come back as like either an anti-hero or an ally so it's it's possible um now the yeah. other girls in this one I'm gonna say like three of the girls in this poster look like lollies which is a bit of a red flag but mm, oh damn it
0: mm, mm, you know Hopefully. I will say I I mm-hmm. wasn't I was kind of spoiled to it um, but from what I've heard very vaguely uh-huh. another girl that shows up as another archbishop and she falls a bit for Subaru because Petoquis uh possessed him and she was in love with geese. so she thinks Petoquis smells or Subaru smells like Petoquis
1: I'm going to be I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that that girl represents lust Probably, right? They're gonna Possibly. Go, they're gonna make the female one lust. You know, I'm getting some FMA, Fullmetal Alchemist vibes from this sort of thing here. You got um, you, yeah. Maybe, we'll see. Um, I, do, I also just think it's really fun. I think it's funny how they played around with this, because, you know, like, these light novels, they've been written long before these animes have been made, right? And it's like, but at the same time, since this anime took off, REM's become super popular online, so it's really funny. It's almost designed to like they know that she's popular. So now she's in a coma and she's kind of held over the character's head and stuff. And you know, the first scene, mm-hmm. she's like, she makes it very clear when she's fighting uh gluttony and greed that um you know I'm I'm the head maid for you know second, but I'm also representing the man. I love. Like, she always represents like she's a maid second, yep. but she loves. The hero Super will record. come and save me. Yes, exactly. He's the hero who's gonna kill you guys and shit. Oh, by the way, also this is a, this is an important. Uh, does the does the greed guy kind of remind me a bit of Arifureta's main guy because of the white hair? But he also kind of reminds me of Accelerator because he can deflect everything and create shockwaves.
0: Oh, um, not really. No? I just got more of like a a smug prick from smug him. Smug prick.
1: Well, that's that's kind of Accelerator. Accelerator's a bit of a smug prick, no?
0: Yeah, but he he was more like he was more like a subdued sub prick. In accelerator's case, he was like, you know, like high pitched voice, like, I'll kill you all of you kind of guy. And in this guy was more like, excuse me, I was trying to talk. And then he would uh You know, he'd blow up mm. someone. Yeah. Oh, Anyways also
1: gluttony kinda looks like the Konbu monster from One Punch Man season one. If you remember the Seaweed monster. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Just... <laughs> one Punch Man just needs to show up and eat some of his hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make it to seaweed.
1: Anyways, sorry. Uh anything else I suppose? I feel like we're going on I guess I guess am being indicated that we're going to No, on. no,
0: that was definitely us gushing over ReZero, which goddamn was good good fucking anime and I'm happy that it's finally getting a second season.
1: Yes. Production values are there. If you liked season one, this is more of the same, really. And that's not a bad thing. Production values are high. It was worth the, the season delay. So, yeah. I Thumbs up. I'll, we're both going to be probably keeping up with this and probably trying to do a joint review when
0: it's, when it's finished. So, yeah. All right, all right, then. all right uh, so shall we get into uh some solo previews here since we just did a, a joint preview of Rezero, which uh I'm excited for more, but uh why don't we get some other stuff here? I guess I'll uh I'll go next uh, with my preview for Mao no Fute Kigoshua. Or the Misfit of Demon King Academy. Um, anime starts out. A bunch of. p it, g- it goes into exposition. Which is voiced by. Someone who sounds very familiar. But I can't place him. Um, he has a very like. Deep like. Almost Nori Wakamoto kind of. Narrator mm. voice to him. Uh, goes in to talk about how. The Demon King. Tyrant made you know. Terrible things happen, yada yada, so forth, long time ago. Um, And we cut to the future, or 2,000 years later, as it were. And apparently the Demon King's been reincarnated. Uh, We're going to a school. We got a chick with some weird-looking ribbon stuff in her hair, white hair. Her name is uh, Misha. And she drops her envelope, gets picked up by this dude with crazy red eyes. And he's like, Oh, you dropped this, you know? Oh, Nisha Necron. Uh, very nice name. And want to, you know, basically befriending her very quickly. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. Yep. And uh, they start walking forward while listening to their parents behind them, you know, going like, Faito, go get him. You're going to win. Do well. They walk past this one douchebag who's just like, "I'm a, I'm a noble. You have to respect me." And immediately, our uh, our dude whose name is Anos uh, Vidigold or Vidigrode, Vidigrode or something along those lines. Uh, Anos, anyways, he just basically uh, puffs out, blows out the fireball that the demon dude, the noble prick dude, was making. And then he uses his words to hold him in place. And is like, why don't you think about your life for a bit? Mm. And they walk off. Uh, They go and they take the aptitude test to become the demon lord to join this academy, basically. Uh, One of the tests, of course, is a tournament. And the guy ends up fighting the arrogant prick noble demon, which he then proceeds to decimate. Anos holds nothing back. He even makes a point of, like, I'm going to stand right here. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm not going to enhance my abilities. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this. I will handicap myself for you. Even the the bat, you know, the noble demon dude brings out this sword. He's like, it's a magical weapon been passed down my generations and generations. And Anos is just like, whew, blows it out. And he's like, yeah, that's a fake. And then he proceeds to do the thing that um, Tetsu or Tetsuya from the Irregular at the Magic High School did, where he just snaps and just explodes the demon dude. And then he brings him back to life. And then he snaps his fingers, and then he brings him back to life. Snaps his fingers, brings him back to life. And he's like, I could do this all day, bitch. And he just keeps doing it over and over again until eventually Noble Dude's like, please, please, no more. I I give up. I'm sorry. Please, no more. <laughs> and uh, he takes another test along with the white-haired girl. They go back to his place, which he has a mother and a father who are almost the same age as him. Which is explained because Anos is a month old. I'll let that sink in a little bit. Apparently, his mother gave birth to him. He was a baby, and then is <laughs> he was a baby who could talk because they like they they're, they're swaddling him. This happens in the second episode, but it's not really a spoiler. And they're like, and your name is? And then the baby's just like, Anos Vito Gold. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, All right, it's, the, it's the best. And they show him in like some previews and he like turns from a baby into a full grown uh, kid. And just like, poof, magic. Wow. Which shocks his parents. And then, of course, he turns into this high school age dude. It's great. I love it. So
1: they got to skip, um, the, off- they got to skip the awkward uh, years then so that's good
0: oh yeah they skipped a lot of awkward years in fact the the mother and the father are great on their own because they the mother when the he brings in misha she's like you already brought home a woman and you're only a month old i'm so proud and the father's like oh my son you did what i did wow <laughs> yeah and uh they have uh they have mushroom gratin which looks delicious uh, i would like to have some of that right now yeah uh then of course as he's walking misha home he they get ambushed by the noble demon and his brother the brother then proceeds to beat the shit out of the noble demons his brother and uh then turns his attention to Anos, where he's basically like my brother was a weakling i will defeat you now and then Anos is like you really shouldn't be mean to your brother and proceeds to decimate his uh this noble demon's brother's brother. Uh, and, uh, to the point where he raises up the brother that just got killed as a zombie to mm. kill the more arrogant noble demon brother. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Kills both of them. Resurrects him again, of course. And, uh... He goes to the academy next day, and he keeps he keeps doing this thing where he like he'll try to make a joke where he like he walks into the school, he walks into the classroom, and he's like, "All right, everybody, I'm taking over this classroom." All bow down to me. He's like, "That's strange. Two thousand years ago, that had people laughing everywhere. So weird." And then uh, he he goes up to Misha, and he's like, "Why is everyone looking at me?" And she's like, "Oh, it's because of the marking on your arm." And he's like, "What's it mean?" And she says, "Uh, well, you see, there's uh, the power level. Basically, it says you're a misfit, ah, uh. which is explained why he becomes a or why he's labeled a misfit. But it's very much in line with like One Punch Man, where he's la- lowered labeled labeled lower, even though like he's crazy powerful and everyone's seen that he's crazy powerful, but his aptitude for being a demon lord or a hero in or uh, Saitama's case, is very low, because right. they have the wrong kind of indicators for what make a Demon Lord a Demon Lord. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> it's... uh I love it so much so far, because it's very much like, if you took the Irregular at the Magic High School, and you took an older anime, um came back out in like... Uh, I think it was 2010 demon king daimo or uh, ichiban ushiro no daimao or uh, daimao where basically that one was about like the dude who goes to this like holy academy and he wants to be like the pope or a, a bishop or something and he like takes the aptitude test and the, the aptitude test like you're going to become the demon lord it's like what well, wait what what no, 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 no. I want to be a bishop. And he's like, no, no, no. You're destined to become the demon lord. And, of course, he becomes an overpowered demon lord. You take that and you combine that and you push them together and you get this. I love it so much so far. It's great. <laughs> so, Mm-mm-mm. you know, I already, already watched a second episode. As soon as I saw the first episode done, right. I watched a second episode immediately. And the second episode's even more balls-to-the-wall crazy. At one point, he picks up an entire castle, throws it up in the air, spins it on his finger, and then throws it. (laughs) When he's fighting in different people, he's just like, fuck your castle. (laughs) (laughs) And he throws it, and it's great. Oh, it's so good so far. It's so good. Hmm. So definitely continue to watch this one.
1: Right. It, It kind of like fills in, you know, the overpowered main character sort of thing. You know, that that sort of it. Oh, yeah, I
0: love overpowered main characters, so Mm -hmm. I will absolutely be continuing this one. Hmm. Very cool.
1: Animation pretty good as well, I take it, and such.
0: Yeah, animation's actually pretty good so far, but that's just the first episode, which a lot of times the first episode can can kind of be a little bit of a Mm. a decoy, where it lulls you into thinking everything will be fine and dandy, and then the second episode starts, and you're like, oh, oh. uh. Yeah.
1: Okay. Very nice. Well, um, hopefully it lasts long enough for you to get a review. Probably, it probably will last. You'll probably be able to finish this one then. from the sounds of it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Moving on to our final preview of the day. Uh, I'm gonna be presenting one that I tried out called... Uh, Great Pretender. So, um, this one... Starts off with a guy. Uh, hanging upside down, he's tied up to the Hollywood sign, um, which has one of my favorite things, this already indicates this pre-title sequence, one of my favorite things about the show, the English is great, because Hollywood sign means we're in America, right? It means characters are supposed to be speaking English, so he just shouts, like, uh-huh. help me, <laughs> which is great, um, and then it goes into our opening, which is very, like, um... It's very kind of um, catch-me-if-you-can, sort of like very stylistic. If I would recommend a few things, it's like check out the opening mm-hmm. itself. Very nice and very creative. Lots of nice transitions, very blocky and very stylistic. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then afterwards, we, we basically kind of get to the main premise. So our main guy, the main, main guy, I can't remember his name for the life of me. I think it sounds like Edamame or something. Um, is uh, He's a scam artist. Basically, he's a scammer. And so we, we basically get this opening setup where basically there's like an old lady, and we have a shady guy who goes to the 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 old lady and says like, hey, by the way, yeah, uh, we've heard reports that you know water purifying needs to be like at this standard. At this thing is a government issued sort of situation, and he's really shady as fuck. You got to buy for me to fix your water supply thing, right? And she's like, ah, I I'm onto you. You're fake, and she kicks him out. And then we go to a shot where she's at her fridge and there's like a leaf, like she's seen like a, a, like a, a, a hand out leaflet that's basically taped to her fridge that says like, uh, Warning, there are like people pretending to be water inspectors in the area. If, if you find somebody, please call this number. So she calls that number and in comes our main guy who's, as we know, is already a scammer. But he's basically, you know, like, going at it a bit more like, oh, yes, you got to be careful, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, your water is mostly okay. Don't worry, it's within our standards. The meter's coming out clean. And, um, you know, it's mostly fine. It's, you know, it's not too contaminated. She's like, wait, mostly mostly, mostly clean? What about that? You know, like, he's like, yeah, yeah well, it probably won't negatively affect your health. Don't worry about it. And then she's like, well, wait, wait. what about, what about, like, if I, uh, what about kids? Because, you know, I have, I have grandchildren that visit here. You know and they need to have like you know clean water and stuff so he's just like oh uh well i don't really want to try you know if you want to mention it but there's basically this water purifier thing that i have here but the only problem is the price and she's like well you can't put a price in health and then she basically pays for the thing what uh. yeah what is interesting to mention about this scene is that the the old lady when he's talking turns to a cup and she picks it up and she goes that's weird i don't recognize this cup As if something's been tampered with. I'm gonna come back to this later. Anyway, they, you know, we see him, and it turns out the main guy was in cahoots with the the first scamming-looking guy, the first shady guy. They have a operation where he pretends to be a scam artist. Then the guy comes in to pretend to be the real water inspector, and then he sells them shit, basically. And that's his that's his sort of gig. So yeah, there's that. Um, then, um. We have their next scam, which is by, like, a, an outside noodles place. There's a, a blonde-haired, clearly, like, supposed to be foreigner-looking guy, probably American, um, that they try to scam next. And they do the whole gag where the main guy comes up with a wallet, and he pretends, like, oh, wait, is this your wallet? And then the guy checks the wallet, and there's, like, 300,000 yen in there. And it's, like, whoa, that's a good amount. And then he's, like, yeah, is this your wallet? And then his partner scammer comes in and goes, no, no, that's my wallet. I'll give you uh, 20 bucks for that wallet. You know, like, here's your reward for it, but give it back to me. And then the main guy takes the wallet back and pretends, like, no, 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 I'm going to take this to the police and stuff. And so then the foreigner guy comes and goes, no, 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 that is my wallet. And then basically pays him money. And then the main guy would take a different wallet out of his pocket that contains newspapers instead of the 300,000 yen. And, you know, the scam happens. But then the blonde-haired guy that he gives it to, the foreigner... It's like, oh, thank you, and then hugs him and clearly kind of swaps out the wallets, essentially, and then walks off. And then the funny thing is, is this entire thing, um, this entire sequence, here, speaking in, like, English the entire time. So when they go back, he's like, oh, you're such a genius boss, fooling him with with the, the newspapers and such. And so, yes, I can't believe you speak fluent English. Um... (laughs) and stuff, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's all about the approach, you have to let them hold the wallet first in order to kind of make them want it back sort of thing, and so, but then they open it and realize they've been had, because they've got the one with newspapers and such, so they've been had, but worse than that, there are a bunch of cops that have tracked them to their hideout their their apartment hideout and they both have to split, so the main guy runs out, trying to avoid the detectives um, and he ends up at the taxi with the uh, foreigner he tried to trick earlier on and they get into it and then he's like, "It's what's, what's really funny is they, again, have more exchanges that are in English. He's like, you know, what did you do? How did you swap the wallets? And then the other guy goes, it was you who said it was my wallet. And he goes, and then he says in the same scene, I don't speak a Japanese. And it's like, you don't speak English either, <laughs> clearly. Because the English is so, in, it's so clearly like unintelligible, but it's really fucking funny. But anyways, they're going to an airport. Oh, the, the American guy's going to the airport and the main guy takes this as like a, well I should probably flee anyway because I'm being chased by cops so I guess I'll fly with you to to America he manages to get hitch his way onto the flight because he bumps into a random guy and sticks a knife into his bag so that that you know like he goes to the flight attendant is you oh know, the, the, the person at the, the desk and is like you know um can I get in this flight? And she's like it's overbooked. And he's like, Oh, I think you're about to have a seat opening up, and then you see the guy who he slipped a knife into his bag getting arrested. It's like, ah, he made he did that on purpose so he could get a seat on the airplane. Okay. That's, that's very clever. Um when they arrive at America, um, you know, the blonde guy tries to get away, but our, our main character, who purports to be the top scammer in Japan, sneaks into well, falls him into his car and says you know and he says in english i don't need to take off my shoes do i <laughs> because you are an american they don't they don't take off their shoes it's really weird because i know like you know they have a the thing where you take off your shoes if you're in different properties like in a, you don't take off your shoes when you're in a house but when you're in a car i don't think right. anybody takes off their shoes so it was a very strange.
0: I line. wouldn't want to take off my shoes when you're in a car.
1: Yeah, it is a very weird line to say, but I, I, I guess he's just—they're just being smarmy with each other. Because by this point, he's registered that they're in the same line of business. They're both scammers, essentially. And so the main guy is just like, you know, like, hey, why, why did you bother following me all the way here to America, and why are you still following me right now? And he's like, well, I have to get the money back because I can't, I can't back off now that I've been scammed. When I'm the top scammer in Japan, so it's his pride's on the line. And then basically what's really funny is that the American guy laughs at him for having such a weird accent. He's like your accent is really weird. It's very mixed. It's not it's not very Japanese as such. And I'm like I don't know what you're talking about. His accent sounds really Japanese to me. But you know, then it changes to unfortunately being in like, the, like a disclaimer comes up on screen that says for your convenience the rest of the lines are going to be said in Japanese but it's actually they're speaking in English and I'm like ah <laughs> there goes the English so now they're switching back to just always speaking in Japanese now uh, but we're supposed to accept that they're just speaking in in English in the actual context of the scene so yeah uh, uh <laughs> yeah that there goes my comedy from that point but um yeah so they're basically they're they're hitching a ride together and they decide to both um partake in the next scamming operation um so basically the american guy's got a bag and he wants to sell it to somebody for like a lot of money like he's, he's got it from japan and he's want to sh- he's want to like thrift it and basically, the Japanese scammer says, like, okay, so let's have a competition. If I if I'm able to sell this and scam this for more money than you, then you got to pay me back the three hundred thousand yen, and also, um, what was it? You have to was it work for me as well, or something? You have to work for me. And then the American guy says, oh, okay, I like that. How about if I but if I can sell it for more, you have to become my assistant. And he's like, you're on. So they both go on there. And uh, they both dress up in these suits and such, and the American guy flips like a, a pen and says, Oh, this pen is better than a, than a, a square, what do you call it? It's one of those square things you put in the, the, the pocket of like a tuxedo. Anyway, he puts that in there, and he's like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to go to this Hollywood producer guy, and we're going to sell him these Japanese candies, and I'm going to be able to thrift it for like, to, 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 um, sell it for, for uh, $5 million, essentially. And it's like this guy's part of like the Hollywood Mafia, so he's like a producer on the, on, the, on the surface, but he's actually working for like, you know, the Mafia and such and, you know, sells, and sells drugs to celebrities. So he meets the guy in the back of his like um, really high-class LA manor, um, you know, swimming pool, lots of, like, lots of ladies there and such, you know, um, and goes to him and just basically advertises this candy that he has, in this, this Jap- it comes in this Japanese candy box. And he says like, hey, you know, th- mm-hmm. this thing here. Um, if you buy it off me, you can be the sole proprietor of this of this uh, new drug. This exciting new drug. Uh, it's so good. It's it's untraceable. Like almost uh, like almost untraceable in the urine. It doesn't give them the runny noses that you get from the other drugs and such and blah blah blah. And so the the other guy's like, okay, hey, Abby, come over here. And it's like this. Um, I think she's supposed to be Latino. This Latino girl and at the swimming pool, she comes over and she she gets to try out the drug basically like there's a test run there while, while they're there and she eats the candy and she has the weirdest trip ever where she like like she goes nuts she starts laughing she does all these backflips and jumps onto like a tree and slings herself like over the palm trees and then jumps into the pool bounces off a deck chair it's it's pretty insane oh, she goes wow. she goes she goes nuts just from like just one chew of this candy, so I was like, "Whoa, that's the guy's!" Like, "Whoa, that's a really strong drug if it's doing that." And he's like, "Yeah," and it can all be yours for this. Uh, you know, normally a uh, a uh, a box of one thousand would sell for ten thousand dollars. You know, but we have to can you have to consider costs such as like you know making you have the exclusive rights to it, blah 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 blah. And you can thrift this to like all all the all the celebrities. No, the whole of America with this drug and such, right? The guy sounds somewhat interested. And but basically what he's saying is he's marketing it as like, this is the newest hot drug from Japan, and this Japanese guy I've got with me here is the uh, is the medical guy who's behind distilling this drug. So you need to have him too, so like that's what he's using our main guy for, essentially. <laughs> right? So as 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 things seem to be going fine he's interested. He's like, "Hey, you all the girls in the bikinis, come over here and try out this drug." And they're all interested to come and try it out and such. They come over and they start crowding around uh, our main character. And then the uh the blonde guy shoves one of the drugs in his mouth and he swallows it. But then as he's doing that, he notices something weird on the guy's wrist. It's a watch, right? And the watch is the exact same make as the the watch that the old lady was wearing during the water scam at the start and the same watch mm-hmm. that his partner in japan was wearing as well and so at this point he snaps and realizes oh shit i've been set up and he immediately tries to retreat so he like grabs the drugs and he like, does like just like starts shouting he grabs the gun off one of the guards and he, there's a rocky chase sequence where he escapes and like runs away um Mm-hmm. and so as they w- but they obviously they, they think about the, the producer guy thinks oh my god he's tripping out even more from the drug and such uh, even though it's just the main guy just realizing that he's been had the whole time um, so the blonde haired uh, schemer himself is like oh can I uh, take Abby with me she seems like pretty, you know he seemed particularly interested in her anyway so let's say you know the I think the Latino uh, girl he takes, he takes her with him and they end up meeting the um Daphne's guy in an alleyway because it turns out the pen that he placed in his pocket earlier on, instead of the uh, the square in his pocket, was a tracker. So they found him. Of course. <laughs> yeah, and so he's been ha- he's been completely played by um, this blonde-haired guy the entire time, and he's just like you know, oh, like who are you? Like, Don't come any closer. I know karate. He tries to punch him, and he misses. And then Abby comes in because she's <laughs> in on this the entire time obviously to fake this drug um and does the the karate kid style crane kick to the face and knocks him out uh and it's at this point that it flashes to multiple situations from earlier on to show that it was all set up first off all pretty much everything you've seen this episode has been like a lie um it turns out that the um the people from the airport were accounted for like the people he snuck the knife into they managed to get to america fine which is weird um, the detectives that came after him at the house the other one, they, were, they were bribed, they were paid for by his partner in Japan by the way the 300,000 he's got it the, his partner has it now um, even the house at the very start that they sold the, the water purifier thing to the old person that old person walks out and then the original owners of that house come in like oh, oh that was a really good hot spring trip we went on that we won I don't know when we are entering a competition but we won that so they were they were using that house to scam the main character out of the, the war. So from the very beginning everything was essentially a lie. And it, it ends somewhat where it began with our main character hanging upside down on the Hollywood sign. Uh just being like, ah, you know the, the blonde haired guy and Abby are looking up at him and saying like, you know, like yes, basically we've got you, but we don't really see what they're planning to do with him. Maybe they are gonna recruit him or something, maybe because he's the number one scammer in Japan. But yes, our main guy essentially the, the, the fruit line of the story is our our spry Japanese Scammer has been outclassed by a, a more experienced and, I suppose, you know, uh, taller, more, uh, yeah, better looking, I suppose, blonde haired American cohort now. I suppose if he's going to be his assistant, which I assume is going to be the premise for the rest of this. But yes. Now, there are a few issues uh, in terms of writing, actually, when it comes to the point when mm. you think about it. There were a few shots earlier on, for instance, like I said I was going to come back to it. So, turns out that the very beginning water scam was actually a complete lie. That doesn't really have anything to do with our main character meeting the blonde-haired guy from America earlier on. So there's no reason for them to fix that situation up, because it doesn't really play into their plan of scamming and taking him to America. Also, the shot where the lady like pulls off the flyer from the fridge that says like call this number if you're being scammed by somebody that obviously she's in on it the whole time. This this old lady's a fake old lady. So there's no reason for her, for us to see these shots of her acting like, you know, when no one else is actually in the room to watch her because she's in on this. So it's really weird that she they have those scenes. It's almost there just to trick the audience. As well as the scene where she looks at the cup. I mentioned this earlier on and being like, huh. This hasn't been here before. That's weird because this isn't even her house. So why would she be confused of there being a cup there when it's not actually her house? It's really the original it's, owners. Maybe it's more like confused.
0: she was hmm? just inspecting something that she didn't recognize. And so maybe that's why she had that look.
1: I, I I guess. But I mean, she's part of the team that are like infiltrating this house. So it's normal for her not to recognize everything because it's not her house anyway. She's She's just an actor, you know? Kind of, it's kind of weird.
0: You could still have a moment of bad acting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I suppose we can play. Or maybe it
0: was just to show the audience, like, give them a doubt of like something's up here, something strange is going on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it's just so that she looks distracted while he's pretending to test the water. Yeah, maybe there's that too. I don't know. So we could play that one off. There's other, there's other instances where like things could have easily went wrong in this plan. So like. Part like it doesn't seem like the Hollywood producer guy is in on this at all, like they're still scamming him out of money for this fake drug, right? But he's the one that calls Abby to come over to test the drug. So if he actually called over any of the other bikini-clad girls in his, uh, you know, Hollywood, you know, back garden. And pool area, then they may not have had the fake freakout La Abby had. Unless of course they're gonna claim that all the other girls in bikinis were also in on it. It's kinda of, it's kind of risky, basically.
0: Yeah, are they like <laughs> if it had just continued going forward, like were all the girls gonna start like jumping around, trampolining and stuff. Yeah. And that... Turns out this is like a Charlie's Angels situation and all the girls actually are in on the Yeah uh, in on it. It's like that Brand new Oceans that they put out, which was an all-female cast, which bombed at the box office because it was not even a tenth of good. Yeah, Oceans 8, which was garbage compared to Oceans 11, 12, or 13.
1: I haven't watched any of those Oceans films. Are they any good?
0: Have you seen them? Yes, in fact, I was going to say that this sounds a lot like Oceans 12. Oh, is it? Or even Oceans 11, because in Oceans 11, they recruit... One of the young guys that they recruit is a scammer, and all he's doing is like pickpocketing and whatnot. Uh-huh. And they recruit, like they're trying to recruit him in by pickpocketing him. They bring him back to a diner, and then during an exchange where George Clooney is talking to him, um, I don't remember who it is. It's not Brad Pitt, it's the other dude. Uh, but when they're when George Clooney is talking to him, he swaps the tickets that George Clooney has, and George Clooney doesn't notice like what the hell just happened Mm. and he looks over and the guy's like so why am i going to uh las vegas huh
1: ah yeah so it's a similar sort of scenario actually then
0: yeah yeah so it's uh, it sounds a lot like oceans 11 with Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of a loop on the third mixed in
1: yeah yeah a little bit of that too I guess it, it does have a few bits of like lupon vibes to it, especially in the presentation and it's kind of fast paced to it. But yeah, that was just me kind of somewhat nitpicking bits I like could kind of spot in terms of like where their plan could have went wrong. I'm not gonna count stuff about the main character because there's plenty of things that could be explained with because they have the main character's partner in on it too, they're they're basically bribing him. They could easily learn what they need to know about our main character from his partner in Japan. So I'm not gonna really count those. But yeah, other than that, it's a pretty fun show. It's um, already all out, by the way. That was really weird. This counts as a summer 2020 anime, but the entire season is already I think it's because it's
0: an ONA. Yes,
1: yeah, it's an ONA, as uh, an original net video- a uh, video net animation. So it's already completely available, and it's not like a small budget either. It's, uh, it's quite high budget, it looks really well presented. It's by Wit Studio, the people who, bit, who brought you all the Attack on Titans, Mahou Tsukai no Yomi, Vinland Saga, you know, pretty heavy-hitting shit, you know? Um, <laughs> Trolling Girls, I suppose, Seraph of the End. Yeah, so they make really well-produced stuff, essentially. And, um, yeah, they've worked on this, and it's just it's all available, and it's out. And um, the, even the ED is fairly classy. It's actually, there's a song by Queen called The Great Pretender. That's the ED. So they got a song by Queen for the of ED
0: course. as well. I think I saw I saw a uh, an article about that at one point.
1: Well, there you go. So it's, yeah, pretty classy. It's a good looking show. The characters are really well animated and such, and the backgrounds have a very unique sort of like, you've got a blocky style look to it. The shading has outlines, and instead of it being a darker color like it's typical, the shading is done with a different tone of the same color. So it's very, it has a nice like, stylistic kind of like pastel look to it. And it's also just nice to be in a setting that's not Japan for a change. You know, we're in America. I don't know how long we're going to be in America for. Maybe it will go all over the world. But for now, being in LA is, a, is an interesting possibly. sort of setting. Hmm? Possibly. Yeah, possibly. It sounds like
0: it definitely could be like uh, like, now we're going to Italy and then we're going to go to France and, you know. Yeah. Scam here, scam there.
1: Could be a globe-trotting qu- uh, tr- uh, type of adventure. But yes, I'm going to keep on watching. And I could probably binge most... Of- I could binge this really quickly, given that it's already all finished now. So, yeah. Uh, if this sounds interesting to you, go give it a go. Uh, and we're already ringing on long, so I'm going to stop right there.
0: All right. And that begins the summer of 2020. Or anime. Pretty pretty exciting stuff overall so far. A lot of things are striking home for us. Uh but as usual, we should wrap things up here. Uh let's see. Doesn't look like any of our thanks we need to give changed. Al zero Shuji, Seraphman, Phantom, and tag all of our Patreons everyone who stopped by today's show we got a list here we got tywill 20 sigwin shield bro rampant ai queen Anoy, premieria ramp a mariner burt mal black magic uh even is anyone else here that's passed off from for a video bit game a, pulse. A bit? oh cast Cass was here for a bit and Did you uh, say yeah thank everyone oh no yeah hero yui was here way at the beginning so yeah hero yui as well so thank everyone for tuning in to listen to today's show stopping by for however long you did and of course all the anonymous sponsors you still are supporting the show even though you want to not be mentioned at all and i guess until next time as usual keep watching keep listening and keep the anime love strong せ